0: No, really, you're a fat piece of shit. You're listening to Epic Cheat Day with your host Derek Strong.
1: What I'd like to have right now is for all you fat, ugly—he's a performer. I was a you know what I love, and this is this is the way we do with the Epic Cheat Day podcast: is that we started hot. Like we're already recording, baby. That's it. That's it. it. Yeah. Look at that. We got the little lines going over here. Uh, Say something to Mike. I want to see what the levels look like on your end. All right.
0: Uh, I love White Castle. I love White
1: Castle, too. This is the I Love White Castle podcast. I am your host, Derek Strong. With me today is a very funny man. Gentleman known by the name of Trevor Cook. I don't know why I introduced you like that. That is fucking bizarre and crazy. Trevor, first and foremost, and we'll get right into the podcast, but I need to know one thing. What is the greasiest meal you had so far this week? This week? Yes.
0: Uh, I think I've had White Castle this week.
1: Trevor, you know what? Trevor, no, you know what? Trevor has a special podcast episode. He's going to have asterisks. I don't know how I can make this episode more important than others, but because you had White Castle... I, the way I name the podcast episodes when it comes to a guest is they tell me what the greasiest shit they ate this week, and that's the name of the episode. So you okay, said Okay, I,
0: I, I will confirm uh, Big Mac today. So I'll say that's the greasiest.
1: I mean, wait, wait, okay, you're talking to a fast food connoisseur here, okay? What did you get at White Castle, and I will
0: tell you which one is greasier. Oh, right. okay, so last time I had White Castle, I don't know if it was this week, but I got uh, the... Chicken ring sliders with cheese yes. and the sloppy Joe yes. sliders that they temporarily have.
1: Yes, I, I fucking you know, that's what I love about White Castle, man. They get innovative, man. They start going and they start like, oh, what do we don't we we let's do a fucking sliced brisket slider. Why are you doing that? You know that's not your wheelhouse, White
0: Castle, but they do it and uh, it's delicious. I it, like it when they it do. Is it is that. That's the worst White Castle I've ever had. <laughs> I don't know. You're a madman for thinking that those sloppy Joe sliders are good.
1: Oh, I, I mean, it, you know what it is? It's one of those things, you know, it's like a shitty movie. It's so bad, it's good. You know, it's like when I could taste my health deteriorating with every bite. And for me, White Castle burgers are one bite. So, you know, I mean, okay, if, I, like if I have eight bites of White Castle, that means I've eaten eight burgers. I have a little girl figure, so it takes me like five bites. Guys, you guys don't know this because you can't see him because we aren't individual age yet of the Epic Cheat Day podcast. But Trevor Cook has, as he said, a very little girl frame. No, you don't, man. You got that little girl hands. Yeah, but you got the fucking shoulders of a guy who bench presses like well, people.
0: It's because I do bench
1: press. See, he bench presses people now because this is a... a- Strangely, this is a health uh podcast. What type of working out do you do?
0: Just powerlifting,
1: just powerlifting. You see this? He he is training to be able to lift cars off of people when they roll over them. You know, I mean, that is a skill that
0: people know. No, really no. You're thinking about this all wrong. I'm training to lift cars on top of people that I don't like.
1: OK, see, I was trying to I was I, I didn't want to go here with Trevor. But like people, you have to understand something. This man, OK really does not like you and that's good and that's okay so sometimes people like other people and sometimes people don't this is the sociopath podcast i'm rose Eric strong oh uh, that's my little shitty gimmick i gotta come up with more gimmicks than that you know but i'm still new with this whole podcast game so i'm getting used to all of that um you know you sent me some items that you wanted to talk about uh so let everybody know a little bit about you where are you from
0: so i am originally from chicago Oh, hell yeah. I that was, was born here. I don't remember the name street. I was like zero. So chill out. <laughs> but like after three months of birth, my parents moved out to the suburbs. Where three months they, of birth? Wait, yeah. so she,
1: your mom gave birth for <laughs> and three months? like, we're fucking out
0: of here. This is done. Okay. All right. And then they moved to good old Wakanda, Illinois. There's a Wakanda, I'm Illinois. from Wakanda. You heard here
1: first the next Black Panther is going to be Trevor Cook, quite possibly the palest, whitest person in the Chicago comedy scene right now. Now, give us a little background in terms of Chicago comedy. How long have you been doing comedy for? Uh, April 6th of 2019. April 6th of 2019. Oh, my God. That, that, well, I mean, that's still good, though, because you did get a good solid year in there before, yeah, like, before shit at the fan. Now, you were a, uh, a big fan of my open mic. You were there pretty much on a weekly basis. Yeah, I Always bribed welcome. you with White Castle. Bri- <laughs> okay, so you guys have to understand, like, Trevor Cook has a very special place in my heart because he... I was kidding. I put a joke out there like this. Yes, I could be bribed with White Castle to get a better spot at the open mic. Sure enough, he shows up with fucking White Castle that day. What I think I put you up like three or four or something yeah, like that. That'd yeah, probably. I three. So and uh, yeah, and that's something you could do, guys. If I if you are a guest on the Epic Cheat Day podcast
0: and so you bring White Castle, I don't know how I'm gonna bump your spot, but uh, that's yeah. that's what I was gonna do. But uh, I'm a little bit late because I'm coming from the suburbs still. So
1: okay, so right now where do you live in the suburbs? Uh, Woodridge, Illinois. Woodridge, and how far out of the city is that?
0: Meow. 45 minutes
1: and when you would commute here to do comedy when you were doing comedy
0: no i did that in wakanda that was an hour away jesus okay so
1: and that's something that because a lot of my listeners fortunately aren't comics so i like to bring them into the comedy world with the podcast and um that's something that people don't understand like people who have real passion when it comes to, and you need to have real passion to do standup comedy. It's you suck at it for an extremely long time, longer than a lot of crafts. The only way you're going to get better is if you suck in front of people for a really long time and you know, you have to commute to it. So you're talking to a guy, like I'm talking to a gentleman right now who's traveling an hour each way so that he can perform for maybe all together If it's a good night, maybe 20 minutes. You know, for zero money, and he has to wait and deal with people like me who host and yell at him uh, because he's running the light. Because God forbid he doesn't wrap up his bits in time. Yeah, so. I, uh,
0: I used to do that at Cole's Bar. I Kohl's, used to go to that one.
1: Jesus, Cole's. I, I listen. I respect Cole's as the institution that it is. And for my listeners who don't know, Cole's is like the big open mic in Chicago. Um, you know, you you know you will occasionally see Hannibal Burris drop in there. You'll see other big name comics in there. The hosts get paid fucking amazing. And uh yeah, the thing about Coles is because it has that going for it. It has a lie a real live audience. Comics really like to go there. The problem with Coles is that you literally have to be there from the time that Coles opens until when the mic starts. So you're sitting there for about five hours. Waiting to go up and at, you might, a, at a, bar. a bar, at a bar, at a bar, at a bar, which, you know, I mean, if you know the comedy community, you know how many problems that could present uh, in and of itself. And if you leave like you could leave for a little bit like I got when I did it, I, I only did it one time. I had a great set. I was like, OK, I never have to do that again um i was a like they gave us grace they like we went out me and uh me and my friend went and got a meal and we were able to come back but if you're if you're gone for longer than a couple hours it just scratch your name off the list
0: you just you got to get there when they start checking off the list yeah that's, that's pretty much it
1: that's really what it is a timing thing but again they have a live crowd and for open mic comic how in your opinion how many times have you seen like a really live crowd at an open mic
0: Mm, maybe a quarter of the time, but that is highballing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and he's being very generous. But Kohl's, Kohl's does a pretty good job bringing people yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what makes it worth it. You know, you're going there and you're waiting all that time. You're actually going to perform in front of somebody and multiple people and people that are actually engaged. What a fucking concept. You're going to get that going on. So, what brought you to comedy? How long did you know that you
0: had to do it? Uh,. I had always been into comedy, yeah. Even when I was younger, but I never thought anything of it. And then March came around, and uh, my girlfriend dumped me. Yes. My friend was kicking me out of my apartment. Yes. And uh, I amputated my thumb at work. Wait, I let me see. You can't. You can hardly tell because it was just the tip.
1: Oh, just the tip. This is the Just the Tip (laughs) podcast. If you ever you should honestly, if you ever do a podcast, call it just the tip, just and the p- tip. people are not gonna know what you're talking about. And it's really just I'll about say the, it, m- I'll say it. I'll say it in the first the
0: episode, and then never, again. never again.
1: <laughs> never like only if you're a long time die hard, you know, Trevorite, will you ever? And that's a, I, I, we're just making this whole shit up on the fly. So he started comedy, and th- like that's that to me is a beautiful story because you started off at a low point and the level of fuck
0: it in your system must have been so high you were like, all right, I gotta do this, right? Well, yeah, that and I had to get out of the house. I was driving myself nuts. Yeah. So here's something that you
1: guys should know about comics and also just people in general, Um, if in case you're not a person, uh, yeah, if you stay indoors and you're going through a hard time, you're just gonna drive yourself more and more crazy. So
0: You know what else turned me on to it though was the Kill Tony podcast.
1: Uh, I, I'm well, unaware of the Kill Tony podcast. Really? I'm unaware of every podcast other
0: than my own because I'm a self-aggrandizing <laughs> egomaniac. So, it's I mean... A, it, it's a famous one. Is it? It's apparently the number one live one. Really? Yep. And, More than Joe Rogan. That's not live. Live as in <laughs> they live actually, audience.
1: Like when you're actually... Oh, they do it in front of people. Yes. Yeah, what it, of, what
0: it is is it's a podcast hosted yeah. by Tony Hinchcliffe. I don't know if you know Yeah, him. I know what Tony Hinchcliffe. Was. But he's the host... They have, you know, a band and all this stuff and they have a bucket and anyone can put their name in the bucket. You get one minute stand up comedy on a live stage in front of people. Wow. OK. In front of Tony Hitchcock. But
1: it's one minute.
0: Like, yeah, and It's you, not easy. Yeah. Like,
1: and you know, again, like, you know, in comics, who are listening. You guys know that. Get a bit off in one minute. Go ahead. I fucking dare you to do it. You know, I. So, you know. In doing that, like anytime I'm at a show, I try to think of like, what's the fastest way to get people to get, even if it's a small laugh, within 30 seconds, I want to try to get just a, any sort of laugh reaction from them just to try to get the ball rolling. I mean, that's just a strategy. I do sell such stupid shit like, a, you know, I don't f- fucking remember my openers. When's the last time you actually <laughs> performed, man? I want to know. Ah, uh, October. Yeah. Like mid-October. Same, same with me. Mid-October was the cutoff. And then I got the, uh, I got the fucking... The beautiful, wonderful thing known as COVID. That was fun. Not from doing comedy. I got to stress this a lot because, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, you yeah, guys shouldn't perform and you'll give everybody COVID. I didn't get it from that. I hung out with my ex and she had it and that's how I got it. So uh, wasn't from doing comedy. Derek, but yeah, I you know. know better. I know. I should get- have gotten it from comedy. Fuck, I should have gone out of my way. Just licked my Then you could at
0: least say that you're very devoted to it. Look how
1: devoted. I am suffering for my craft. I mean, look—we're both suffering for this craft here. We're doing a podcast. We're two white guys sitting in a room, doing a podcast. That
0: is—if is, uh, that ain't suffering. Can we just point out that this room looks like, like the room that they use for a backdrop in every like ISIS assassination video? Uh, oh, or 100%, like ransom videos. One hundred percent. Just nailed like, to the wall. I mean, if you look around, yeah, like you
1: and the the, the just the way the paint is chipping. And uh, but it's lovely here. It has it has a cozy, you know, ISIS training death camp feel. So it's uh yeah.
0: <laughs> I like it. This is nice.
1: Um, guys, hit me up at the Epic Cheat Day podcast at Gmail, Instagram, Facebook. Let us know. I mean, if you're a comic or interested in doing comedy, let us know. Let me know. Uh, you know what's holding you back? I mean, you heard Trevor's story just now. You know he uh shit at the fan form shit at the fan forum, he's like, you know what, fuck all this, I don't want to drive myself crazy, I've always wanted to do comedy, I'm going to put on my big boy pants and do some big boy shit, doing comedy for the first time is definitely big boy shit, fuck what anybody says, I'm naturally funny, go ahead, go to an open mic, do it, do it, just fucking do it, take that bandaid off, take it off fast, you know, and and hope that you bomb, I can't stress this enough. You don't want to have a good set the first time out. That is going to set an expectation for you that you will not live up to. I know people that that fucks up their first year of doing comedy is they go out for one time and have like a good set. So
0: I had a bad set.
1: Yeah, me too. Right. That that's and that that made me want that like that made me want to do it again. I wanted to do it more. Um, so. I, let me just look over because I know you sent some stuff here, and I feel bad for not consigning this to memory. So I just want to just check some of the things that you wanted to talk about.
0: My uh, my first one was <coughs> at uh, Gallery Cabaret. Have you ever done that? Oh before? yeah, of course. Ooh, power! That hour. was uh,
1: <laughs> at power. How the f- power hour for the non comics, uh, for the non Chicago comics is. So the gimmick with power hour is that it's an open mic, and you go up there, and as you're performing your set. You have somebody who is gradually getting drunker and drunker on the stage and they can fucking heckle you and interact with you the whole time. Okay? so And they're sitting behind you too. I think that's also the more off-putting part is normally if you're getting fucked with by anybody, you're getting fucked with in front of you. You know what I mean? You have somebody that is just quipping through your entire set it, well, depending on who it is, some people just, I've seen them, they're just like, oh, i am got to drink for free and just shut the fuck up for the whole entire time. Did they break your balls?
0: No, I don't even remember who it was, actually. Really?
1: Oh, wow, okay. Who was mine? Uh,
0: I remember Chris Damon was hosting, but I don't remember who was a drinker. I love Chris Damon. Yeah,
1: I too. fucking love Chris Damon. Have you ever, like, seen him do, like, like 10 minutes of stand-up? once i mean like he's good he's good in short bursts but like i am like once he really gets cooking like once he has like some room to breathe that it's well, he's one of the funniest men in the city underrated uh fucking Complete. underrated guys in, yeah um i feel like i'm bogarting a lot of the time let's focus on you and i apologize for that if i'm talking too much on the Derek strong podcast hey man it's your podcast you know but yeah but you're, you know you're an interesting cat so yeah, g- give us some more give us some more color you know we've pre- we we've drawn the outline of Trevor Cook give us some more in-depth details what makes you tick what makes
0: me tick what makes mm. you tick tick in what way the good way or the bad way i mean the both the, all the way all right so you know what things i like uh, kidnappings they're pretty awesome <laughs>
1: <laughs> Trevor Cook. This is the Trevor Cook Edgelord hour. at The epic cheat day podcast. Um, he's actually I mean, I, would you say your comic your comedy is excuse more towards Edgelord? I know in conversation, you know, you throw a lot of that stuff out there. I fucking love it. But uh,
0: I would say dark comic, but you could say Edgelord.
1: I mean, I, but try. I try I, because I, you're actually writing a joke. You're not like you're actually constructing jokes like Edgelords, to me. Just say the shocking thing. They don't. Yeah.
0: See, that's the issue. I think with like dark comedy and dark comics, yeah. it's, like sometimes they just say stuff and it's just like fucked up and it's like, okay, where's the humor in it? it yeah, and it's it's for me like I
1: I always appreciate dark comedy because it's I don't have the balls to do it like I, I don't and I don't think because you have to be a good comic in order to really get away with darker material. Have you ever seen
0: Ray Wisbrock? Yeah, yeah, but see, here's the thing about okay. his. I think it's because. He just does one-liners. I think yeah. that's why it works perfectly, Yes. and nobody ever really gets offended.
1: Yeah, and I think, but I mean, and of course, Jeselnik is a guy who pioneered that so yeah, that that much. form. So, um, you know, and I I think because there is kind of a template for it, like, and you know, with Jeselnik doing the way that he does it, that's why Ray Brooks does it that way. And it's just like, okay, this is the safe way to do unsafe material. But I think if you pushed it. Like yeah, you can do long, longer form stuff, and you could, you know, do full bits, and you could, you know, really, really stretch it out and figure. out. I just, I'm not good enough to. I'll, I, and I don't ever want to be. I no, I don't want to say that. I, I don't. I, I, I just. I. It's like it's like the two facets of comedy that always fascinate me are dark comedy, and uh, all comedy. Like to me, it's just like both of those are like the ballsy ends. Of comedy, like if you're an all comic, like n- n- no, like you're not going out there being yourself. You're going out there being some zany, crazy shit, and maybe you have a fucking projector that's putting some shit on behind you, and there's lasers going on for some reason, and you know you have a fucking puppet, but you never address the fact that you have a pu- fucking all comedy is all comedy, right? So if somebody's good at it, they're great at it. You've seen Steve Gerard. Steve Gerard's amazing at fucking all comedy. No,
0: I don't think I've actually ever seen him perform. You need like anybody who there's shits a bunch on all... of people I haven't seen perform. Really?
1: At. I mean, you were out there. You were pre- You were. It's not like you were fucking light with the mics. You were going out there. A lot. I know. Well, didn't he move away from Chicago? He might have, but if he did, it had maybe to have I been a reason. Be of someone else. Yeah, I, a lot of people recently. are moving. I don't know if you've noticed that, but I, I I know at least five people that are in the process of moving right now. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Are you planning on moving I or are you moved, sticking
0: around? I moved during this crap. Man. I had to move from Wakanda to Woodridge, and that was a pain in the ass. I would imagine so.
1: Yeah, what well, Uh, what month did you say, it would now you say I, as you moved there?
0: Uh, maybe like July last year.
1: July last year. Oh, wow. Okay, so I was like, that was right in the thick. At least it was in the summer, but that was still in the thick of this shit. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, it's nice.
0: Now I live by myself, and uh, it's very lonely, so <laughs> I bought a cat, and it's awesome. That's
1: good. That's good. What'd you name your cat? Oscar. Oscar. That's a good... That's a solid cat name. Um, I was, just call him shithead all the time, but... Oscar, is Oscar the shithead. Oscar the shithead. Are, you realize that now a lot of your material is going to have to do with Oscar. You yeah, know that, right? Know. It's definitely... Anytime you introduce anything living into your life that's going to be folded into your material. I um, need to write more on it. I
0: have, I had a few bits, but I don't think it worked the way I wanted to. And I just, I need to put more time into it. Yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you, I, I losing my train of thought. I apologize for this. I am on. It's okay. You haven't had your white castle. Before. I haven't had my white castle. you know, you need those lipids flowing <laughs> through your free flowing through your veins in order to really, really get the day going, um, now I, I I think Mike kind of confused me on this. You were in the military, correct?
0: I still am. Oh,
1: so you still are in the military? That's fascinating in I'm what in the reserve, the, the Army Reserves. The Army Reserves. Um, I uh, I got into some hot water with another comic because I. You know how low hanging, and he it. Here's the thing. So I was interviewing him for the drama in the comedy scene. I know. Whoa, what a concept! But like, I didn't know I had this effect on him, and I felt really fucking bad. But we talk about it in the podcast episode with him. It's Jamal Gushan's episode. We actually sat down for an hour because it opened up this amazing dialogue that I don't think people talk about. And it's uh, you know, it's there's certain low hanging fruits in comedy, and I know you could attest to this. And one of them is being like people savagely, you know, and without any remorse, pick on people who are in the military. And I've, I know you've seen how many, how many grenades in a schoolhouse jokes have you
0: heard? Okay, yeah, I've heard plenty. You know what I mean? So we we had a we, I mean, we do it ourselves too. We joke about it. I mean, but that's and like it's.
1: I mean, there's a lot of context to it that I'm leaving out of it, but the gist is, like, he and I, we like talked on a very like casual basis. You and I have had way more conversations than me and Jamal Gushan, and we hung out socially away from comedy. Um, and I had said, in it doesn't matter what the like what the context was, I said in a joke, when it was just like, oh, so when you were stationed over there, did you kill any kids? Okay, or something like
0: that. Yeah. Okay, I could easily address this. Yeah. This actually happened one time at Power Hour. Sam really? what's his name? I always fuck up his last name. Sam. Sam Prickett? Yeah, Prickett. Yeah. I always How, We he was the drinker one night. Yeah. At the open mic. Oh, and genius. I went out. First question, you kill it kill yeah, anyone? Of yeah. Okay. So my response, only the kids.
1: <laughs> okay, but see but that's the difference though, because you're 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 initiating that. You're initiating the joke. Do you know what I mean? You're not having somebody you barely know come up to you. So hey, why are you a baby killer?
0: You know what I mean? It's yeah, but a, that's that's like uh that's like the issue. It's just like a very inhumane thing yeah. to ask. So what, oh, totally. what my friend does is he's like, someone asks him, Did you have to kill anyone? He just says, Only when I was hungry. <laughs>
1: that's, <such laughs> funny, that's that comedically that's such a great response. Dark as all hell. But, like, I didn't think anything of it. Like, I'm thinking, oh, I'm I'm playing around with. He's another comic. He could take a joke. But, like, I didn't think of it in the context of, dude, that much. Like, and he explained, he was just like this. Like, you wouldn't know if I actually had orders to go over there and do some crazy shit like that. I'm like, yeah, I don't. You no know, like you know you could be dealing with a counselor with you know and ptsd for the rest of your life off that shit and i'm over here taking pot shots at you so i was an asshole and i didn't realize i was an asshole and i'm glad he and i aired that and that's what the episode turned out to be so you know so he did get <laughs>
0: upset that you had- oh he was
1: pissed off at me for a while he was like he was he he didn't he he legitimately said he's like i did not like you for a long time because of that and i and and you know what am I supposed to say to that? So we opened up that dialogue. I, and, t-
0: I don't know. I wouldn't be that mad about it because at the end of the you're day, you're a different person. People are gonna be curious. They don't know what war is like.
1: Well, I mean, and but and I think the re- I think what made that. What made that episode so good was because it did open up that dialogue. So at least it enlightened me to that. So it's like you know, because I think I, I'm pretty sure I probably said some offhand shit like that to you at some point. You know, but, you know, thinking, oh, well, this is just a funny thing that they're going to think is funny. It's like, no, this is some very dire shit that this person dealt with in their life. And I'm just poking at it. It would be like you saying, oh, yeah, you were homeless and in the fucking psych ward for most of your life. Hey, how what was it like being fucking crazy and nobody liking you? It's like, Jesus, Christ. I kept seeing Sinbad all the time and. (laughs) (laughs) oh man guys this i actually i'm liking this episode i i i I really do like you i think you're you know on a personal level i actually because like i like a lot of people in this scene but i'd like i i get genuine joy talking to you so you know i hope that i hope that comes through um i hope it doesn't ever feel like i'm patronizing you i'm actually kind of hard on you at the mic i i you know, because you're a new comic, and you know,
0: uh, I like that you're hard on people. You, I, I especially like it when you bring to attention that everyone's on their phone. I, fu- I can't, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. What, what are your
1: pet peeves with comedy, especially being, you know, a you know year what? In. I, okay, yeah,
0: I hate obvious hackiness. Okay, even though I've probably been hacky at some point and told some dumb oh, hack Everybody joke. has, Yeah. Um.
1: Now, in which context? Like, would you say it's. Like, do you have a problem with. Like, when.
0: Oh, oh, look at me. I'm a white comedian. I'm really white. Oh, the lights are really bright. I'll probably get a sunburn. That's a good joke. Like, no one's heard that one before. No, they haven't, but I, I
1: honestly. I would give you three extra minutes of time if you performed it just like that. <laughs> well, I had yep. an open mic, they'll understand. Exactly three three years from now, when open mics are a thing again, because when do you think this is coming back? When do you think
0: things, the world's coming? back? I don't know. Again? It depends on this vaccine, man. I mean, are, are you gonna be?
1: Are you gonna be on the front line getting it? Are you gonna be one of the yeah, first ones in getting
0: it? Well, listen, the government can't control me cuz they already do. They <laughs> Yeah, how much more control? So, I'm already man. one of the sleeper agents anyways. Yeah. See? So I I'm going to take it because I want things to go back to normal. I mean, okay, so like I'm I'm ambivalent
1: about it and here's why. It's you know, and I, being a front, a quote unquote frontline worker because I worked at a grocery store, we just got the email this past week. It's just like, oh, you could set up the appointment. And I wanted to just because the appointment wouldn't be like tomorrow. They said minimum one to two months before they're able to see any of us. And you have to put the appointment in like today to see, get seen two months from now in order to get it right, um, which is great. So I actually tried doing it and like. There are no appointments available. There's of just course. none. There's none available.
0: That was like when I, I had like a COVID scare. Yeah. Surprisingly, I haven't gotten it. But Wait, so a, what do you do for work? I uh, I work with an army unit. I'm not full time. Yeah. But what I do. Oh, is my God. What, you said I'm, I'm a,
1: in the military and I'm like, where do you work and fucking at fucking Costco? Anyway. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you never know, man. You know, I, I, I uh,
0: what I do is uh, I'm a. Unit admin for an army unit. So I handle everything like soldiers getting paid, soldiers getting kicked out when they're shit bags. Ah, okay. Just all, if a soldier wants to get promoted or move to a different unit, I just do that stuff for them. What, so like the paperwork? And yeah, pretty much. Although I don't have any authority, so everything goes to the commander. But I Oh, you're the, actual, the paperwork. you're the actual... <laughs>
1: Oh, that's good, though. I mean, listen, it's better than I would say 70% of the jobs I've ever had. So, you know, I mean,
0: well, and my also, job is, it's an easy office job.
1: Yeah. And I I mean,
0: but but that's the thing. So, you, and you've been working the whole time throughout COVID, right? Yeah. I never, they, we never had a day off and I never really teleworked. Yeah. See,
1: so, so, okay. See, that's the thing is that, you know, because I know, I, you and I both know a lot of people that during this whole time, They've just been at at home. You know what I mean? They've been either working from home. And it was weird because – and I've mentioned this before in the podcast that, like, I know a lot of friends when they, like, hung out with me for the first time. Because, you know, I'm in the grocery store. I'm dealing with people all the time. So it took a while for me to adjust to the fact that people are way less comfortable going outside than me. Or people are way less comfortable – Going to the grocery store than I, you know what I mean? Like I, like there are people I know who legitimately have not left like their two block area
0: in over a year, you I, know? I just, why? Just because they're scared of getting it? Well, because like, so uh,
1: one of my, a friend of mine, he's in, he lives in the suburbs and uh, he has elderly parents
0: so yeah that's yeah. why i was living with my parents when it first started and i was worried about that my yeah. parents had me in their 40s so oh
1: yeah mine too yeah my dad was 40 my when dad I was born. turned yeah.
0: 70 this year oh wow
1: that's crazy my dad turned 80 this year so yeah i'm jeez, uh, jeez. no 81 yeah because uh it's 2021 so but then i moved out and i was like well now i don't
0: give a shit if i get it
1: well yeah it's it's different too like and it does affect different people different people differently like this uh This young lady who I'm talking to now, she got it this past weekend because she went to Nashville. And Nashville, apparently, like, she was just like this, dude, COVID doesn't exist here, okay? There's no masks. Nobody gives a fuck how many people are in the bar. They just, they don't care. We're over here taking shots and sharing drinks with people. So, naturally, of course, she got it, right? Uh, She's like this, yeah, it's been two days and I'm already starting to feel better. Me, when I got it, I was... I was laid up for two weeks. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though. It felt like a bad cold. Here's the thing. So it felt like I had a bad cold, not a flu, but it felt like I had a bad cold for two weeks. Um, I lost my sense of taste and smell, and
0: my breathing was a little fucked up, you know, but that was enough to sideline me from work. That's the one thing I would hate, losing my taste. It's like, how am I going to eat White Castle? Yeah, like
1: in White Castle, here's the thing, though. I have faith in the castle, okay? I have faith in the castle, because that is a strong fucking flavor. Okay, you think it'll overpower? I think I think that White Castle has the strength to cut through COVID and uh, get you tasting the those wonderful onions. Epic cheat day, unofficially brought to you by White Castle once again. We're bringing back that fake sponsor because Trevor's a fan. Trevor's an actual fan of the castle, uh, and uh, you know it's it, it tastes great. And you, you can get – here's the thing that I like about White Castle because you mentioned the chicken ring sliders before. Here's the thing. The fact is you can get like a chicken, an actual piece of chicken as a sli- as a slider or you can get there so fucked up it's not even shaped like a nugget, chicken nugget, chicken ring on a slider because they know you don't give a fuck about yourself and they know you have no self-respect. So, yeah, that's uh, – you gotta love that, man. It's what you crave. It's what I crave. It's what we all
0: crave. It's delicious. Um All right, so let's get it out of the air then. Yeah. Uh no, I didn't have to kill anyone.
1: I didn't I was not gonna like me, I I've learned my lesson. I am never I'm be like this. Oh, you're in your military you're in the military. Thank you so much for your service. That's it. That is the only part of the conversation. It's and here's the thing. So like Jamal, like I as a comic, like, as a person, like, I don't know him well enough for, to make any judgment, but as a comic, I genuinely respect the guy. Like, every time he's on stage, he has never failed to make me laugh, Um, you know, and I I was telling him this, too, like, he has an amazing presence on stage, you know, for, you know, and I've seen more than enough comics to go up where it's just like, okay, this guy could, you know, this guy could do it, so, you know, to, to know that I mean even if it was Somebody I didn't like Actually have some respect for I don't want to Make anybody feel bad But it's like Damn man I don't It's just You know I wrestled with that For a couple of days I'm like oh Jesus Christ You know And everybody I, always Talks me up to like this Oh you're one of the Nicest guys on the scene Well clearly I wasn't That day So I don't know You could ask worse things I, Yeah but I am
0: I'm, I'm glad I didn't I just Uh Sure. Did you have did you have to do anything? Did you have to like, I don't know, just what? hang out with him or just talk to him about it?
1: Yeah, we The, the whole podcast episode was uh, it it's was on your podcast. It man. was on the pot that dude. This is where we well, we have Jessica Diana coming on in a couple. I haven't seen her in a year and that's number one. Number two, we, she and I had a falling out. So we're going to talk about that on the episode. It's not going to be that bad, though, because she and I have been like, you know, we've been chatting back and forth, but I physically have not seen her in a year. So
0: I think she is she moving? She's moving, she too. She yeah.
1: She's one of the five people I know that's moving. Yeah. So she's moving. Uh, It's going to be a whole different scene. You realize when
0: everything comes comes back. It. I mean, it always is. Yeah. There was going to be more people anyways.
1: Yeah. I mean, I because I was doing it up until like you, I did it up until October. And when I would go to open mics, like I was shocked that there were people who literally started post quarantine. Like they were. You know, new comics on the scene. I'm just like, you know, you guys wait. You guys waited this long. You could wait a little bit longer. I mean, like this. I know that was your new year, new me resolution. But fuck, you know, but they they were doing it, man.
0: I have. OK. Now that you made me remember, yeah. I do have another pet peeve. I yes. hate when there's these comedians that only go to like the high end places let like me. comedy bar for the open mic okay. and Laugh Factory, but you don't fucking see their ass at Power Hour getting real freaking work in.
1: Okay, all right. So I could say something to that, okay? Because I, I, like, and I'm not saying that I'm better than most comics or anything like that, okay? But when comedy opens up, my primary focus is to do those. And here's the reason why, because people get booked off of those mics. Yeah.
0: And okay. I'm not saying you shouldn't do
1: them. But yeah, I was going to say like, you, only do those because you know it. And to their I mean, it's to their credit, or to their detriment. OK, if you're here, here I get what you're saying, because you're like, dude, you got to still pay your dues, which you do. And, you know, all states time, whether you're having a good set or a bad set, you, if you can't make something like if you can't find the silver lining in a good or bad set. I mean, in a bad set at a shitty mic, then I you should quit comedy right now. Like every set, sh- you should find some way to make productive.
0: That's my opinion. I don't know if that's your opinion, but and well, so yeah, every that's the best thing about comedy. Is yeah. every single set you do is, uh, it's it's a way to learn.
1: Yeah, exactly. You are afforded that opportunity. So I get what you're saying. You know, the more you know, if you're only focusing on those mics, you know, you're. You're you're definitely not you're definitely not getting as much exposure and you're certainly not getting as much experience as you could be getting by going to like the shittier mics. You know, I think you also gain a certain uh, by doing the shittier mics. I think you gain a certain like a certain like thickness of the skin, not in terms of sensitivity, but in terms of like, okay, I got to learn how to deal with absolutely no feedback. And there's people breathing and awake in front of me. Not paying attention to a fucking thing I have to say. You know, which you're not going to get when you do one of those mics because there's people there and they're there to see comedy. You know, they're not some jaded, cynical fucking douchebag who has already seen you do that joke 16 times that week. You know, it's somebody who's never seen you before who's paying money to see comics. So, and that's why they prefer it. And that's, I'll be honest with you, like I'm at the point where it's just like I'm not, I'm tired of fucking tap dancing to get on a fucking bar show that i can't get on because i don't hang out with the producer after hours and smoke weed in their fucking house i don't smoke weed i don't drink i don't hang out i don't fucking party i actually fucking work and i work a shit job so i could do fucking comedy so i don't have the money to fucking hang out even if i wanted to so guess what i'm not going to be your cool guy that you're going to hang out with to put on your fucking show that and being a fucking loud middle-aged white dude guess what those things are not the great comedy to be like, oh, we want to make the wokeest show possible in fucking Chicago. Let's have fucking everything but this one particular person on there. And I'm not saying that, by the way, I get booked enough, okay? But even at the even a lot of those shows that you get booked on for those, you're not in front of a live crowd either. It's a glorified open mic, yeah. you know? So I want to focus on doing Comedy Bar. Comedy Bar, every time I've had a set there on the open mic, I've had a great set, Laugh Factory. When I've every time I've done Laugh Factory's open mic, I I had such a good set once that the crowd chanted, "We want more," and they gave me an extra minute. Okay, <laughs> yes, <laughs> one minute. Uh, okay, uh, okay, yeah. And I I think I ended I ended pretty strong too. Like you know, especially being put on the spot because they only give you three minutes anyway. So yeah, I was it's... still used to having the fourth minute. But um, yeah. Uh, sorry to railroad to go on that fucking tirade. It's yeah, just like. Railroad. It's the frustration, and by the way, I I am not exclusive in this. Everybody who does comedy feels some sort of frustration with getting on
0: shows. It's it's a fact. All all I tried to do when I first started was after I got my bearings and I was like six months in. All I want my only goal was to just get on one show every month. Yeah, that's a good goal. And I got to that point, and then COVID happened. Yeah. Oh man, co I dude, how
1: like I'm sure you've heard plenty of stories of like th- especially with con- well everybody got stuff taken away from covid, but mm-hmm. it's just like comedy there's this like this through line of things that were about to happen. Like I was talking to um I was talking to the book. I was talking to Curtis the booker at Laugh Factory about starting a show there, so I had that in the fucking pipeline. He was interested in it, you know, so that was there. So that that immediately went away. You know, that wasn't going to happen. Any show he has there, he's going to put the A-list guys, no experimental fucking comedy show. Let's see how it works. No. So, um, you know, and then I know people that were booked. Uh, I, I know somebody was booked at Zanies like the first time. They were going to do a feature set for the first time at Zanies in Old Town. And, you know, that's a big deal. Like that, that just went away. Um, you know, you just started doing sh- monthly shows and monthly shows. That's a fucking milestone. That is a big step for a comedian um and six months in is actually a pretty good time to start doing it uh what's the what's the longest amount of time you've done on stage
0: 30 minutes you've done 30
1: get the fuck out of here
0: it what? was actually a good set and i didn't know i had 30 minutes but i mean not and i'm not knocking it you was, for this i didn't know you
1: had 10 minutes i you know just because of the level of i used to
0: write yeah, no, I wouldn't see. Here's my writing process. I yeah. don't sit down and write because I constantly have writer's block, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck. Neither I do know. I. Like me, what I work happens out on stage. is I literally think about something. I'm like, this sounds funny as shit, and then I literally stop whatever I'm doing and at least put a note down or something in my phone. And I'm like, think about this again because it was funny. It was funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good method of
1: doing me the way I do because I don't handwrite it. If I have a good idea, I just like I say it into the tape recorder because I also want to remember how I said it that, you know, because like a lot of how a lot of comedy is also how you say something, too. So I want to I want to get the tone in there. But uh, yeah, that's a good way of doing it. You know, you want to keep those like mental notes like, hey, let me go back and let me fucking I need this. This is going to be good. All right. This has potential here. Um, You know, it's a little tricks of the trade for the uh, epic cheat day audience out here i I, dude my numbers are going up now that i'm getting interviews so i i like i like my numbers going up
0: do you think white castle is going to sponsor me one day
1: can we make this happen trevor i
0: i mean let's be honest they could do a lot worse
1: they and they have so it's like so
0: why not give this guy a chance to at least put your product out there we don't want white castle to die exactly need it
1: We need it, and if they sponsor me, I'll be not only one of their biggest. I'm already one of their biggest uh, cheerleaders, but also I'll still be one of their biggest fucking uh, uh, supporters. I'll be. You should just White Castle every
0: single episode. You should ask them for a sponsor until you get to be the one where they open up some grand White Castle and you're the dude cutting that red rope around it. The red ribbon. <laughs> oh man, dude, that to me it's just like okay, I'm done.
1: I that I that's when I quit the podcast. Is when I'm cutting the <laughs> red ribbon of a new fucking White Castle. Um, let's see, what's our what's our what's our time marker at? We went to leave, like immediately when we're to film. I'm I'll be there soon. Fuck you. Okay, that was Jessica Diana greeting me. Uh, we she and I have a very interesting um. Uh, Dynamic. We're not going to do it today because she's not in the mood. We actually have been talking for 36 minutes, which is, which is epic. Uh, I like to take my episodes uh, to roughly 30, but um, did we touch on things you wanted to touch? Is there anything you want to push or promote? Uh,
0: Um, You're you're a gamer, right? Where where can people
1: find you? What what are your socials?
0: So on YouTube. Yeah. I had to change my name because apparently there's a million Trevor Cooks in the world. (laughs) I would have guessed that that name was (laughs) common. So I changed my YouTube to Trevor Cook. No, no, I changed it. I probably changed it. Fuck, now I have to fact check myself. Yeah. So on Instagram, let's do Instagram first because yeah. I actually know it.
1: I mean, ultimately, look, even if you fuck this up or you can't get to it, I'm still going to put it in the bio. I mean, in the uh, episode description so that people could reach you. I
0: mean. So it's Trevor Cook's comedy and gaming hideout. Jesus fucking Christ, that is a lot of letters, but you know what? He's telling
1: you exactly what you could be prepared for, and what type of show is it? Is it just you playing games and cracking
0: so jokes? what I've been doing, I've been working on it a lot, but yeah. I put my stand-up comedy on there, but obviously, so I haven't yeah. been doing it long, I don't have too many videos, and because of COVID, there's nothing new. I, Dude, I have two videos, and I've been doing it for three years. So. I put <laughs> I put my dumb TikToks on there. Yes. Um, How's your TikTok game? Is it strong? Uh, no, it's horrible. I don't... <laughs> but you're still do I don't it know anyway, how fucking right? people do it people get like a million views and well, then I post I was gonna say, one Je- thing and it's like oh two views
1: well I mean Jessica Diana she's fucking yeah she's a she beast says on just
0: there. be controversial
1: <laughs> like I mean have you seen hers like she definitely does that I, but you
0: you know how to be you controversial should, I think mine are funny the last one I did is someone posted on TikTok a uh, helicopter accident where two helicopters literally ran into each other. Yeah. And so what I did is I put on my ghillie suit and all my gear, and and I get a gift wrap, Christmas gift wrap, and I pretend it's a bazooka and I'm shooting the helicopter now.
1: How does that not get... A million likes. I don't fucking understand that because that is that's gold
0: and then I right put, there, and man. then I put like you know w- whatever in Call of Duty you get like points for yeah, or, the yeah so I just put that up
1: there, <laughs> which is you know that's always fun. I'm just playing Call uh-huh. of Duty. He plays Call of Duty too, so it's uh he, he likes the. I also do. Are you ranked in are you, ra- are, you uh, are are you pro or thi- are you like I at a level where you could be a pro? Prestige gamer? three. Okay, I don't know what that means, but it sounds good. So I'm
0: guessing he will probably fuck you up in Call of Duty. Which what's, what's the one that's out now? Warzone, right? Yeah, Warzone. Well, okay, so what they did is there's Call of Duty Modern Warfare and there's Call of Duty Cold War. And then they have Warzone, which is a combined thing they do.
1: And let me guess, Warzone is kind of like a Battle Royale, yeah, that's uh, PUBG what it is. kind of thing. Yeah. Okay.
0: Like, I know the very,
1: very, I very, very minimal about uh, gaming. Oh, have you fucked with the
0: Oculus Rift? Yes, I have one. Dude, Here's I'm the get, issue, though. Okay,
1: all right. So uh, listen, because I'm I'm about to get one because I tried it. I fucking love it. Uh, would you be down to me and me and Dan Garcia are thinking about starting a Oculus um, Open Mic,
0: a VR Open Mic? I would do it, but okay. Does it? Do you? Is it like just get on the Oculus Rift, go to like Oculus Chat?
1: I forgot which there's an actual like there's an actual app the that, issue,
0: that you could do. The issue with, I had is I actually used my computer and would run s- stream games on it. But the oh, issue is yeah. that I had a huge issue with the cord. And now I have tech problems and I have to buy a new cord before I can play again.
1: Yeah, but you can still fuck with it standalone.
0: Yeah. You know, so if that's it's just like, the Oculus, I need.
1: yeah, it's just the I mean, I think for the social uh, the, so, the social media app. I mean, if you look at it, it's not graphically intensive at all. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, but guys, you've, you've been listening to me talk to Trevor Cook. Uh, so they can find you on Instagram, and I'm going to put all the so socials. So Instagram-, Instagram
0: is just Trevor Cookie. Just Trevor which Cookie. Is what is my gamer tag. And yeah. on my YouTube, I also stream typically Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but obviously days like this where I'm recording a podcast, Friday's off. Okay, and what about Twitch? Uh, I haven't. No, I'm only on YouTube right now. Yeah. My Twitch is TrevorCookie63. I haven't started putting videos there. I have Streamlabs. I download it. So what it does is just multi-stream to everything. So eventually that, I'll be yeah. on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. The only issue is I kind of ran into a few hardware problems. And I'm still trying to figure it out.
1: Okay, so guys, he's going to figure it out, and you can catch him in those places, and you're going to see him because he's not leaving comedy. If he was going to leave comedy, he would have done it by now, and uh, yeah, Trevor Cook, awesome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. He and I are going to go fuck our stomachs up with some all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet. They just opened up restaurants Jello. here in Chicago. He wants Jello. Jello. I want, I want the the uh, the suspect sushi, and uh, we're gonna call it a day, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Take care.